Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Numerous Native elders competed in this year's National Senior Games in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The games that recently wrapped up include 20 different medal competitions. They range from bowling, swimming, and track and field to shuffleboard. For over 35 years, the National Senior Games have been the largest multi-sport event for elders over 50. The oldest competitor from the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, for example, is 88 years old. We'll talk with those involved in the event and how it promotes health and fitness, coming up right after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The St. Regis Mohawk Tribal Council is lending its support to a bill in the New York legislature seeking to ban the use of Indian mascots, names, and logos in public schools. The tribe gave feedback on amendments to the bill S-1549C. The tribal council stated for years they've been helping raise awareness on the derogatory and harmful manner in which Native mascots are often used by public schools and entities across the state and country. According to data from the National Congress of American Indians, there are more than 100 schools and 55 districts in New York State that use a Native American-related mascot. Previous versions of the bill were introduced in 2021, but were not brought to the floor for a vote. The council is hopeful the new legislation will pass and be signed into law. It calls for the removal of mascots and imagery by September 2024. The top leader of the Navajo Nation is supporting President Biden's nominee to lead the Indian Health Service. President Jonathan Nez spoke before the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs this week, giving his approval of Rosalind So to serve as the director of IHS. So is a citizen of the Navajo Nation and is currently the director of the Navajo Area IHS. Nez praised her decades-long work in public health and helping the Navajo Nation respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. It is because of her extensive experience working with federal and tribal governments that we are confident that she will continue to promote federal trust responsibilities and enhance our nation-to-nation relationship to improve the Indian health care service delivery throughout Indian country. We are pleased that the Biden-Harris administration has honored the request of tribal leaders and nominated an IHS director who understands the challenges experienced by many of our indigenous communities. We fully support President Biden's nominee. At the hearing, so vowed to work to improve health care for Native people and address challenges at IHS if confirmed as director. The Indian Health Service provides care to more than 2 million American Indians and Alaska Natives. Ahead of North Dakota's June primary, an advocacy group is working on the Native vote, hoping to expand access for Native voters now and in the future. Mike Moen has more. A record number of Native American candidates are seeking various offices in North Dakota, including nine for legislative seats. Nicole Donaghy of North Dakota Native Vote says their latest work involves creating maps and compiling data that measures the cost of voting for those living in tribal areas with limited polling sites. We really want to draw that picture of how these decisions are made without the communities in mind. And so what stands out is that there is a cost of voting when you have to drive 40 miles one direction in order to get to the polling place. This effort is still taking shape but she says they eventually want to illustrate how the economic burden to cast a ballot affects turnout. 
Meanwhile, her group recently took part in a meeting of county auditors and has been in touch with state election leaders. Donaghy says it helps in boosting awareness for things such as a voter ID event held this week on the Standing Rock Reservation. Donaghy says issues such as education, the lingering effects of the pandemic, and long-standing barriers in accessing quality health care are on the minds of Native voters. In the end, though, she feels many in these marginalized communities are still just trying to get a sense of whether policymakers are actually listening to what they have to say. People want to be in the know. People want to know what's happening. Why should we vote? Why should we vote for this candidate? Next week, North Dakota Native Vote is hosting an online candidate forum featuring indigenous candidates for the state legislature. That was Mike Moen and I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian College Fund, providing millions of dollars of scholarships to Native students every year. Applications for the upcoming school year are now accepted at collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. Support by AARP. New help is available for those struggling to afford high-speed Internet. Eligible households can get a discount of up to $75 per month for households on tribal land. Info by texting INTERNET to 22777. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Right off the top, we want to acknowledge that some of you might be tuning in today to hear the musician Liam McDonald, who goes by the name Opalium. Since we first booked him as a guest and promoted the show, we were made aware of some concerns about his native heritage, especially identifying himself as Mohawk. In light of that, we were hoping to expand the discussion and hear his rationale for incorporating what he believes is his native identity and what those appropriate boundaries are. Unfortunately, Liam was not interested in participating in that discussion, and we respect his decision. So, we're tackling a new topic today. Please know, as always, Native America Calling is committed to discussing Native topics from a Native viewpoint. And as difficult as it is, we think discussions of identity and appropriation are part of that dialogue. And we will certainly provide another forum for that in the future. The 2020 Tokyo Olympics took place last summer after a one-year delay due to the coronavirus pandemic. But another high-profile multi-sport event just concluded in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and Native athletes from a variety of tribes and communities traveled to the Sunshine State to showcase their skills and talent. The National Senior Games is a biannual event for athletes age 50 and up who compete in individual team and non-ambulatory sports. Archery, bowling, shuffleboard, track and field, and basketball are just a handful of the 20 featured medal sports. Today, we'll talk with some National Senior Games Native athletes and learn what it takes to compete with the best. Are you a Senior Games athlete who competed this year at a local, state, or national competition? If so, what inspires you to pursue fitness, fun, and fellowship while chasing athletic glory? Please give us a call to share your story. We're at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. 
Today on the show, we have a group of senior games athletes and supporters from the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. And speaking with us today from the Koala Boundary in Cherokee, North Carolina is Janelle Rattler. She is the Koala Boundary Senior Games and Senior Olympics Coordinator, and she is Eastern Band Cherokee. Janelle, welcome to Native America Calling. How are you? Wonderful. Thanks for having you on the show, Janelle. Also joining us from the Koala Boundary in Cherokee is Cameo Lanning. She is the Recreation Manager for the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, and she is also Eastern Band Cherokee. Cameo, great to have you on the show as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. And on the show today, also from Cherokee, are a pair of National Senior Games competitors, Merritt and Luli Youngdeer were both shuffleboard and cornhole competitors at the National Senior Games. Merritt is Eastern Band Cherokee and Luli is Choctaw. And I'd like to congratulate Merritt and Luli both and thank them for coming on the show. And Luli, please kick us off by telling our listeners what inspired you and your husband to, to travel down to Florida and test your skills against some of the best senior shuffleboard players in the country. Well, number one, I enjoy uh, playing both of those games, shuffleboard and cornhole, but I enjoy cornhole even better. And we do practice a lot, and we enjoy competing against each other, and I usually beat him, so he wanted to be my partner. I said, well, I guess you can be my partner. You'll have a gold, right? (laughs) And he did have a gold. We did win gold in in our doubles competition in, in shuffleboard. I mean, not shuffleboard, cornhole. You won a gold medal at the National Senior Game, so you are the champs yes. for couples yes. cornhole competition. Okay, well, congratulations in our again. In age category. In your age category, okay. And, right. uh, Luli, I was a, a little bit worried about this show because I know that you and, and Merritt have been happily married for 58 years, but I was wondering if there's a little bit of a competitive tension there at times in your household, being that you're both shuffleboard and cornhole players. But... Uh, at the risk of throwing some heat on the fire, you just spelled it out. You are the better shuffleboard player than Merritt, right? Is that what you're saying? No, no. He's a better shuffleboard player. I'm the better cornhole player. <laughs> okay. All right. So Merritt's yeah. got the, the, the shuffleboard down and you've got the cornhole down. So, right, wow. Right. So that's just really exciting. Now, was this your first trip, Luli, down to a, a senior national games or have you been to the big show uh, before? No, no, we've been to Albuquerque. I had been to Albuquerque a couple of years ago when it was there. And then we were in Birmingham a few years before that. And then, oh gosh, somewhere else. I forget where it was, but we went there also. So this is probably our our third one, yes. Okay, Nationals. so you folks are old, old pros then. And shuffleboard and cornhole, has that always been your primary competition, or have you tried other events as well? Well, I like uh, cornhole much better than anything else, but I, I do compete in other things. I used to compete in horseshoes, but I really don't like it because that means getting your hands dirty, and I don't like doing that, getting sand on my hands. But <laughs> but uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy the competition. Well, I know cornhole has really taken the country by storm, but cornhole's been big there uh, on the Koala Boundary for a number of years, hasn't it, Lily? I think so. A lot of people uh, play, you know, at home, and they have their own boards and and bags and everything. So they, they do a good job. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, people that play really well. 
there's a lady that we met yesterday or saw yesterday that's really good. And if I were to play her, I'd, she'd leave me in the dust. But of course, she's younger, so, you know, I play the older ones. <laughs> <laughs> so you can breathe a, a sigh of relief there. That's Merit, true, she's younger. <laughs> Merritt, tell us more about the National Senior Games. Who all is eligible to compete? Well, that's the, that's the real, um, I guess, good part of it all is at the national levels, you're, you're really competing against uh, those who have qualified from each state. And so you have representatives from, from all over this country, from uh, California, Alaska, uh, you know, just, just all the states. And the way they get there is they have to compete. They have to compete at the state level. And before that, they have to qualify at the local level. So there's three different uh, competitions there. And and so when you compete at the local level, then you're competing to go to the state level. And, and the way you get there is you have to be in the top three. You know, you have to get a gold, a silver, or a bronze medal. Uh, to get to the next level, and so when you get to state, you know there's a, there's really a lot of uh, competition to go to the nationals, which is every other year. And so when you think of it, you think at least in our case in North Carolina, we're as I understand it, we're one of the bigger, uh, the biggest uh, state uh, senior games in the country. And so we've got people represented at the state level from every county. And so when you think of that, you think of, wow, I got a silver or I got a gold or a, a bronze at the state level. Then you've, you know, won that slot in competition to all the others in the whole state. And so when you go from the state of North Carolina to Fort Lauderdale and shuffleboard, then you represent North Carolina and we represent the Koala Boundary here in North Carolina as well. So that's really an honor just to be there. And then to to uh, get a medal at the national level, that's really something. You know, it, it <laughs> takes a while for that to sink in, but it's a, it's a real honor to to uh, to win at the national level. And and so it's first of all, you enjoy the game and uh, then you find out, you know, hey, I've got some ability here. You know, I didn't know I could do as well but when you get down there then you meet folks that you've met a few years before and and uh, become friends but also competitors and and uh and then you know compete it's it's a uh it takes time to go through the brackets and uh, if you have to come up through the losers bracket then it takes even <laughs> more time but but uh it it's very enjoyable and it's very competitive and it's quite an honor to to uh, represent who you represent at that level. It sure sounds like it. And having to go up through these local and state competitions and, and, and qualify, I mean, this is the best of the best. So the fact that you folks won that gold medal there is is really saying something. And you mentioned the fellowship aspect. And do you and Luli enjoy meeting Native senior athletes from other tribes and communities that attend the games as well? Absolutely. We sure do. We uh well, we went to Haskell first of all, so we, you know, went to school with with people from all over the country, different tribes and, and uh, reservations, and then I spent a career uh, with the Bureau of Indian Affairs, and 
different reservations and and so you know we made a lot of friends and acquaintances and and then to uh, go to the national uh, games and see people that you that you know already that, that's really great and uh, so that happens and and then just to see native people standing on the podium i know there's uh, one lady from hickoria that we, when we first went to our competition in cleveland uh, she was on the on the goal she won the goal and she was hickory apache and then of course number two silver was a member of our tribe mag Teesteski. and so she you know that's really an honor to see native people standing on the podium the best in the in the country so that that's really uh it's inspiring and it's just really a joy to meet other people from other tribes and and uh and there were people at this last uh event from a number of tribes and in minnesota was there as well leech lake and and so there was it was good the camaraderie was good and, and you know just get together and laugh we learned a new chant by the way <laughs> and, and that chant and that chant came from from albuquerque <laughs> the chant right. was fry bread fry bread e fry bread fry bread greasy greasy you can beat them easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fry red, fry red, greasy, greasy. You can beat them easy, easy. Well, we are talking with a couple of old Haskell rascals on our show today. We've got Luli and Merritt Young Deer, and we've got a lot more to talk about. The senior Olympics, the senior games, national senior games on our show. And if you've got a question or a comment, give us a call. 1-800-996-2848. We'll be back right after this break. Native Americans are well represented on the wrestling mat at the high school and college levels. This year's wrestling season is over, but athletes and coaches are already eyeing prospects for next season. We'll talk to notable wrestlers and coaches to find out the appeal of the sport for Native athletes. That's on the next Native America Calling. Mesa Lands Community College can help you lead the way in your chosen field. At Mesa Lands, where one in three students is Native American, you get hands-on opportunities working one-on-one -on -one with instructors in wind energy, where students go up the turbine in their first semester, silversmithing with access to the largest foundry in the Southwest, and blacksmithing in the cowboy arts. Mesa Lands has a national top ten rodeo team, too. Info and applications at mesalands.edu. Mesa Lands Community College supports this program. You're listening to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We're talking with Native athletes and supporters who just returned from the National Senior Games in Florida. Are you a Senior Games competitor? Or just a fan who wants to give a shout out to your favorite age-affluent Native athlete? Join our conversation by calling 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. Let's bring Janelle into the conversation now, and she is the Koala Boundary Senior Games and Senior Olympics Coordinator. Janelle, it sounds uh, from listening to Luli and Merritt like the, the National Senior Games is a really hot ticket among the Eastern Band. When did you folks get back from Florida? Uh, wait, they finished that Sunday, May 22nd, and um, we, I started flying. The last of them flew home on Monday the 23rd, and I started home on the 23rd also. 
Now I understand that so Easter we Vance... Out... Oh, go sorry. ahead, Janelle. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. We were go out there continue. from the first day of competition was May 10th or May 11th or May 10th. Sorry, May 10th. And then it lasted till May 22nd. So almost two weeks down there in the Sunshine State. Janelle, the Eastern Band sent, as I understand, more than 40 athletes to the games. What's your role in supporting the team? My role is I'm the coordinator. So um, along with my manager and our staff at Turkey Recreation, we host local games and we just got sanctioned so from that aspect we held all the sports that they participate in and that qualifies them for the state level but this was from where COVID had hit and they put it off last year in 2021 so they carried it over supposed to have been 2021 in November so with COVID and all the restrictions they put it off till May of 2022 so um that's where it's still qualified from national or from the state level in 2020. I'm getting my years mixed up now with COVID. Okay. So Yeah, I'm interested in learning a little bit more about how COVID has impacted the games. But, you know, we heard Merritt mention all these different tribal communities and people that they meet there down at the games. And is it common for tribes to have such strong representation at the national competition like you folks have there with the Eastern Band? From, from the years that I have been with it, and this is going on, I'm on 20 and a half years with national or with senior games with the tribe. When I first come on, there was nine seniors from our tribe that had joined with Jackson County. So over the years, we have, you know, when we went to state or national level, we have met more tribes through that area. And um, a lot of them don't get funded like we do with the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. We're fully funded by our tribe, but other tribes are not that fortunate. So, you know, it's just interesting sitting there learning and talking, and at the same time, me and a lot of their directors sit and talk, um, and I try to give them helpful hints and, you know, suggestions about fundraising and things that they could do for their their elders. Janelle, this all sounds like a major undertaking for your program. How many people travel with the athletes to support them like you do? This year we had five along with our manager. So all together, it was, there was seven, including myself. Um, sometimes it may take more. When I go to state, it does take more staff with our department. And um, a lot of, a lot of uh, delegating stuff to other, you know, other staff. Because it takes a lot of people to transport to and from the airport from this from our end in Cherokee. At the same time, on the I'm on the other end, you know, picking them up or taking them back to the airport. And I only do direct flights, so our elders don't have to, you know, worry about connecting flights and getting across the airport. So there's That's a lot really of planning, cool. and you know, it takes a lot of departments, and you know, to help me also to make sure this, you know, really succeeds every year. Well, it sounds like just a, a wonderful program you folks have going on there. And I'm thinking down in Florida, lots to do. So do the athletes get a chance to visit some of the other venues and attractions while they're they're down there competing? Majority of the time, no, because Shuffleboard takes over a span of a week and a half for sure. Um, they have it at the convention center, and a lot of at a lot of our seniors have different events that they, they love. Like I have golfers, but they only do golf. So they get to see the different golf courses in the state. Um, also, 
the basketball team, majority of the time, basketball, badminton, cornhole, shuffleboard, all these are held at con- the convention center where they can house them. And um, these are big events. And as far as softball team, that's, you know, they get to see the softball aspect. We got to take them to the beach a couple of nights to have dinner there. But honestly, we have them going from the time they get up till the time it's time for supper. So they don't get to see much as far as sightseeing. Yeah, it sounds like it's pretty pretty serious business down there at the, at the competition. And you mentioned basketball and some of these other sports. And, and what do you think uh, EBCI folks enjoy competing in some of these other sports that, that we haven't talked about yet, like archery, badminton, I understand? Okay. Um, for our seniors through the EBCI, their favorite sports are shuffleboard, horseshoes, cornhole, bocce, golf, basketball, softball. But the other... The new events that are coming in is cornhole this year, as well as beach volleyball, power walking. Also, um, some of the things that, you know, they, we are just now branching into new events. And they did get to watch badminton at the national level this time. And I'm not sure, you know, if we'll have an interest. It's really what the interest is with our seniors that we provide that event. And Janelle, what do you enjoy most about the the National Senior Games and just being a part of it? Just how competitive our elders are, no matter what age. They, you know, a lot of them feel like if they sometimes they feel like they're not old enough to do sports or do senior games yet. And I know that sounds funny, but they're like, I'm not that old yet. So I'm I'm thankful for that because what our goal is is to keep them active and keep their mind engaged. And our elders through the tribe are so competitive. And once they actually try the local senior games and then go to the state level, it just picks their interest that they get to compete against people their own age. It's not people, you know, younger or older because the age groups go 50 to 54, 55 to 59, and so on. That's how the age groups go up to 100. And these seniors just love it. I mean, they're older than me, but I always tell them they wear me out. They're ready to go at <laughs> 6 and 6 o'clock. My phone goes off, and it's all day long. I've got to have them breakfast, you know, have scheduled their breakfast, then get them to their event. All day long, they're going and going. They're like Energizer bunnies. And then at 5, you know, just start thinking of lunch at 12 to 1, then dinner 5 to 7. And it's constant. And then, you know, my phone doesn't stop till late at night. And, you know, they just, they keep me busy just the same. And I enjoy it because I tell them all the time. And when I meet their kids, I say, you all just don't know you have another sister in me. I said, because I think of them like mine. And I find that they live older than, you know, my oldest senior, he's 80, 88. And the youngest one is 50. So they stay all the time going. And I think that's, that may be what extends their lifespan. Yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something. And I like how you, you shared that, you know, the age categories. So the athletes compete in their respective divisions and minimum age to compete is 50. Okay. So Janelle, my wheels are turning here because I'm thinking maybe I should get involved in the senior games because I'm eligible. Sure, I'm Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's ask Cameo and she is the recreation manager for the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. And Cameo, how do you think uh, experiences like this, the senior uh, senior games, how do you think it, it benefits the overall health and wellness there of the Eastern Band community? 
Um, I think it's really important. We've got a very active senior community with our senior center that's run by Deb West, and then um, they keep them active in activities. Uh, we keep them active through the sports side. It's really important because we we're, we're talking about the the lifespan of um, our elders is growing, which is exactly what we want, and heart health and diabetes and everything like that. So I think it's important for us to keep that opportunity available for our elders. So that, um, you know, so we have injury prevention and they keep moving and everything. Because I had one of my elders that she she was like, I'm not going to stop moving. I'm not going to. She, she was going to pay her own way to the next national game <laughs> so that so she could keep participating. And we want to see that drive and, and encourage it and anything that we can do to provide those opportunities for them. Yeah. So. And how about there at the larger EBCI community? Are folks supportive of the athletes and every two years when they travel for these big competitions? They are. Um, we get great support from our tribal council and from our executive office. The chief has quarterly chief challenges with our um, with our senior athletes. Um, they've done cornhole, bowling, um, so and we've tried to encourage even our chiefs and vice chiefs participate in the local games. So we do get a lot of support, community support. We had the um, our first awards banquet since we got um, sanctioned this year for our own Kuala Boundary instead of Jackson or Swain County. So they came out and supported us. They had family come in and it was great to see family support our athletes as they were getting their awards and stuff. Now earlier, Cameo Janelle mentioned the COVID-19 pandemic and how it actually delayed the games this year. And just overall, has that been difficult to, to navigate all the ins and outs of the pandemic while coordinating these events for seniors? Absolutely. We have to, um, we were very fortunate early in the pandemic that our executive office, you know, shut our borders down and took first steps to make sure that our people were safe, our elders are our treasures. So, we need to make sure that, you know, first and foremost, that we have them um, taken care of. And navigating through the pandemic, my rec staff went from calling elders to see if they needed anything, a food support, um, if they were lacking any kind of services that we could provide. They, um, they jumped in and made those phone calls, did grocery runs and uh, meal runs. It, it was quite <laughs> daunting navigating and adjusting with everything but i think my staff did really well with it with continuing the games we had different regulations you have to go with because we're not only like having to watch like what we do tribally but we have to watch what the cdc is saying what the department of health and human service is saying what the senior games is following so but we still try to keep everything open within the guidelines and you know keep activities going yeah, it just sounds like so many moving parts to get this to all work. And, and under the backdrop of COVID, I can only imagine just how challenging that is. So again, kudos to your success. And uh, Cameo, what other types of programs and services do the EBCI provide to promote health and fitness there among the senior and elder populations? So for the senior and elders, they have we have a lot of different programs through the, um, our public health and human services. Um, as far as like cooking activities at the senior center, cooking classes, they have culture classes, and then activities through recreation. We have the transit system gives discounts to our seniors um, to make sure they get from place to place. And then overall, they're just, like I said, they're prized and they're honored. Um, the chief does, we do a, um, 
Elders Day during the fair where we honor them. I think they were the grand marshals at the parade one year, all of our elders. And so it's there's a lot of services that are going into it. And I think right now they're looking at building an elders community. So that's on the um, the tribal council has been looking at doing that to, you know, to make sure that they're taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to ask Luli, Luli, when you listen to Janelle and Cameo and they talk about how much goes into to enabling this and making it possible for you and the other athletes to compete, how does it make you feel to have that much support and, and so many people pulling for you and Merritt and the other athletes? They do a fantastic job. They really do. I take my hat off to both of them and Janelle especially because she's been with us the longest and and she's right there. If you want something, she'll get it done for you. And I'm so appreciative of her. And she takes us to state uh, games. And she'll take us out to eat wherever we want to go. She takes us out to Walmart to buy our our snacks or whatever we need. And she's just been a, a really good uh, coordinator. She really has. And I appreciate you, Janelle. And you too, Cameo. Well, Lulia. Earlier, I mentioned uh, I'm thinking about maybe competing myself here. I, I could compete in that over 50 category. What advice can you offer an ex- aspiring senior games athlete like myself, maybe? Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> you need to practice. <laughs> and maybe stay away from that fry bread, right, Merritt? <laughs> no, no, no. you got to have fry bread. <laughs> fry bread power, fry bread power. So, so Merritt, are, are, are you folks excited? I understand the next competition, it's going to be in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Are you folks planning on going? Well, we've got to compete. And so that's, that's in our minds and we want to go. We want to be eligible to go. So you bet we're looking forward to it already. And like uh, Janelle mentioned earlier, because of the delay, I think that will be next summer. Is that right, Janelle? The Pittsburgh uh, Summer Games? Yes, it'll be next July. So okay, you know so... what I what I tell them is when they t- talk to me and say thank you for taking me because some of these singers have never flown and you know don't travel as much, but they they're thankful when when it's all over and I have some tell me you know well thank you for bringing me here you know I'm like well I wouldn't get to go to these places if it wasn't for you all so it works both ways okay well Luli and Merritt you've got only a year to get ready to qualify for next year next summer shuffleboard and cornhole and Luli what what is the secret if you would be willing to share what what is the secret to to being a really good cornhole player what does it take well you've got to practice you know um although practice didn't do me too too good this time because i had to shoot from um 27 feet and i'm used to shooting at 21 and i was uh, playing with this younger lady and uh, i had to throw 27 but uh after a few throws i made it there not as good as 21 but in my age category i, I can do it but it's it's practice, you know, and and you've got to keep fit. You know, you got to watch your if you have diabetes, you got to watch that. You got to watch your diet. You got to, you know, uh, be on top of things in order to uh, be able to compete. You know, I've got some issues with my knees, and you know, I always have to have my ibuprofen on hand and my my uh, knee guard and stuff like that. So you know, it's it's just a matter of keeping fit. 
keeping fit and practicing a lot. And, and I'm thinking probably Luli and Merritt have a cornhole area set out there at the house. Maybe they even have some place where they can practice their shuffleboard and, and just keep tuned, keep sharp, keep those skills uh, ready to go. And coming up just next year will be the next Senior Games Olympics. And listeners, if you've got any questions or you're interested in maybe trying to participate next year, again, working your way up through the local and state competitions to qualify for the big dance, the National Senior Games, this is the show for you. So give us a call. 1-800-996-2848. We really want to hear from our listeners today. If you want to give a shout out to one of these athletes on the show today or one of these supporters that helps make it all possible and gets these community members where they need to be to their events on time, ready to go, give us a holler. 1-800-996-2848. I'm your host, Sean Spruce, and we're going to be back right after this break. program support by Amerind. For 35 years, Indian Country has put its trust in Amerind, providing insurance coverage, strengthening Native American communities, protecting tribal sovereignty, and keeping dollars in Indian Country are Amerind's priorities. More information on property, liability, workers' compensation, and commercial auto needs at amerind.com. That's a m e r i n d.com. Thanks for tuning in to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. We've still got plenty of time for you to join our conversation and speak with some Native athletes who competed at this year's National Senior Games. Are you an elder interested in learning how you can compete at a local, state, or national Senior Games event? Give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. 1-800-996-2848. Maybe you're the next National Senior Games champion. Our next guest is speaking with us from the Isleta Pueblo in New Mexico. Deborah Lente Hohola is a National Senior Games Shuffleboard competitor, and she is Isleta Pueblo. Deborah, welcome to the show, and congratulations on your athletic success. Thank you very much. I'm very, very excited to, um, to I'm glad to know that you have the game, um, this program on, and you're talking specifically about Native American seniors and the National uh, Senior Olympics Games. So thank you very much for inviting me. You bet. And we would be remiss if we didn't cover the National Senior Games Olympics and profile Native athletes such as yourself who participated this year. And Deborah, what inspired you to to travel down to Florida this year and and, and compete in the shuffleboard? Well, really what inspired me was um, once I retired from the Bureau of Indian Education about seven years ago, I was, you know, doing our normal routines of getting fit, um, walking, things you do not fit in once you work. And our our Pueblo Vesleta here hosts a number of senior um, senior athletes, um, shuffleboard being one of the bigger sports. But they also um, got me involved by sponsoring some local games here and then some other games in Santa Fe. So... Um, that's what inspired me and my our elders here. We have an elder that's 98, and she has been participating in the Senior Olympics. We call her Nana, which means mother. Um, um, and she she participates regularly and has been a national senior Olympian, uh, Games Olympian champion for a number of years. Um, so they inspired me. They inspired me to get involved and participate. Um, 
I like to be active and stay active because um, one of our sayings here in New Mexico is you don't stop playing because you're old. You get old because you stop playing. So we take that to heart and we really practice that. That's really good advice. I appreciate you sharing that. And Deborah, now was this your first time at the national games or have you competed there before? Actually, I've been competing for about four years. Um, the first senior national games that I competed in was in Albuquerque, was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, um, three, two years ago. And that's what qualified me to attend this second national games in um, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So um, to qualify, you have to compete at the state level. And um, we um, qualified at the state level in 20, I believe it was 2018 or 19, but because of COVID, everything was delayed. So we um, qualified at the state level to go on to the nationals. So it's either uh, first, second, or third place that qualifies to participate. So this is my second. Many of the elders here in Isleta have participated in numerous national games. Um, I, I'm just going to speak very um, well. Um, proudly of the Pueblo Vesleta because they have been participating in national senior games for at least 15 years. And many, many of the athletes here, senior athletes have participated in numerous events, shuffleboard, um, track and field, swimming, biking, uh, cornhole, uh, horseshoes, archery, and a number of them qualified to go to this national games in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And you mentioned, Deborah, the senior games that were held in Albuquerque. That was actually in June of 2019. And Native yes. America Calling, we actually broadcasted live from one of those oh, events. Wow. So any listeners that want to check the archives out, and you can hear a recording of that show. We have a caller on the line, Denise, listening in Turtle Mountain in North Dakota on KEYA. Denise, you're on the air. Well, good afternoon, and thank you for taking my call. I didn't know if I would get through, but I'm thankful. Um, my question is, um, how do you become a senior uh, Olympic in the indigenous? And it sounds like they're all indigenous games. So, um, and for the senior level, I used to. I they used to have the young ones with the high school level. I think it was or a little older, and my son participated in those. So now that I'm hearing about the older ones, I'm I'm interested because I'm older and just wondering how you get more information on it and and like what the age group is considered uh, being an elder or older to participate at senior level. Denise, thank you for those that question. And I, I do want to clarify that we're talking about the National Senior Games, and it's not just specifically for Indigenous athletes. It's open to to athletes of all backgrounds, of all racial backgrounds. However, we're, we're focusing on Native folks, Indigenous communities that send athletes to the Games. And we have people from the Eastern Bend and Cherokee and also Isleta Pueblo that uh, participated just this past month down in Florida. And Deborah, Denise asks, so how, how can she get involved? How can she participate? So what's your advice for somebody listening today who, who wants to try this out? What's the first thing they should do to, to try and get involved with uh, the National Senior Games? Well, I, the first thing I would do was research the local games within each state. And each state, um, she's Turtle Mountain, so I'm, that's North Dakota, um, I'm assuming, 
uh, has a national senior games department, the national senior department within each state, and they are the ones that facilitate and host all of the games within the state itself. There might be locally someone. I don't know if Turtle Mountain hosts a senior senior center that can possibly host or get seniors involved in that vein and then move up to the state state level because that's where you qualify at is at the state level. So I would research where within the state of North Dakota they have um, a national senior senior games um, department, senior affairs. Okay, National Senior Games Department at the state level. That's the place to start. And Deborah, earlier we heard these folks from from Eastern Band Cherokee talking about the support that the tribe provides staff and, and transportation and whatnot. And does the Pueblo of Isleta offer similar support for, for you and the other athletes? Yes, sir. We were very, very fortunate to be sponsored by our Pueblo Vizleta Tribal Administration and leadership here. They um, fully support their seniors. They place their seniors in reverence, and they really want to support all seniors involved. So we were fully supported and funded by the Pueblo Vizleta. Uh So I really, tru- truly appreciate that sponsorship. We also have a huge um, recreation center here at the Pueblo Vizleta in which the recreation center was allowing um, my partner and I and several other shuffleboard players to practice and, you know, lay out the, the mats and practice before Senior Olympics once after COVID was lifted. Our tribe was very um, supportive of the national and the state types of COVID mandates that were in place. So we were not fully open until nearly um, January in our face masks. Um, state level guidelines were not lifted until almost March. So we're still still supporting the COVID guidelines. However, we're still participating in a safe facility. And Deborah, I've I've been down there to your elder center, this level level, and I've seen that indoor shuffle board uh, area that you had there. It's beautiful. So it's great that you folks can practice there indoors and and get ready for the competition. And I'm interested to know, though, what about some of the other Pueblos there in the Southwest? Are, do some of those Pueblos compete as well at the, the summer games? Yes, yes. In fact, we met many of our um, senior athletes in Florida. We hadn't, because each um, reservation or village is closed you know, with the 19 Pueblos, um, we have not been out to other Pueblos since COVID, but we were able to see um, the Pueblo of Jemez, the Pueblo of Laguna, um, Hickory Apache, um, let's see, Pueblo of Sandia, some of our um, relatives that we hadn't been able to see. So, yes, many Pueblos do participate. In fact, we have a, um, an Indigenous Sports Day for the Pueblos and the Navajos and tribes within the state of New Mexico that's been hosted at the Santa Fe Indian School for a number of years, but this year we did not have one or the following year. So I look forward to those two. One of the one of the um, most positive aspects of competing at a national level is that you get to meet other national um, athletes from respective tribes. So I was very happy to meet um, folks from the Eastern Cherokee and um, the Minnesota area, uh, Wisconsin at the national game. So it was, it was, it was a lot of camaraderie and, um, being able to talk to each other was, was very positive. 
Well, Deborah, this is interesting because earlier we had our, our caller asking about like an indigenous games and with this much support all over Native America, so many tribal communities, do you think there would be interest in perhaps at some point starting and hosting an, an, an indigenous specific senior games? Oh, that would be terrific. I'm sure if state at the state level, because you have to remember that the funding for the um, senior games comes from the state level, um, Department of Senior Affairs, um, they set aside so much money. And so we were able to, that's how we got to Santa Fe Indian School with other tribes to have that games. But if other state level influencers, um, politicians could could support that type of avenue and provide funding for that, I'm sure that would be um, um, a doable experience for everybody. Most, well, we, I just want to say that most tribes respectfully and fondly support all their elders and provide, give them that reverence that they deserve. So I, I think it would be absolutely wonderful. Almost similar to the, isn't it the national indigenous games for Eskimos? Don't they have a nat or uh, a huge Eskimo games in Alaska? Well, I, I know that the, the native communities in Alaska, they have their, their native youth Olympics where they compete mm -hmm. in traditional games. Maybe that's what you're thinking mm -hmm. of. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, um, I want to ask Janelle, Janelle, what do you think? Would the Eastern band be interested in an indigenous uh, senior Olympic games on a national level? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future that were to happen with some, some many you know, that do participate at a national level. Mm -hmm. Okay. Deborah, what do you like best uh, about competing in, in the senior games? Is it the competition? Is it the, the camaraderie and the fellowship? Is it the traveling? What's the best part? I, for me personally, I think it's, um, it's challenging me to stay fit and to keep moving and um, focused um, shuffleboard specifically for me is a game of um, mental aptitude and really focusing and quieting my mind because I'm very uh, a personality. So it really helps me focus and be relaxed. And I have to truly, really think about that mental aspect of that. It, there is some athletic prowess to playing shuffleboard, speed, weight, the puck travels over little beads. You can end up in the kitchen, which is a minus 10. You don't want to do that. You hit it too soft. It doesn't go over to the to the point area. So there's some mentalness with that. And, you know, I was playing almost five hours a day in Florida, and it's very, very um, tiring. So I was really, really tired at the end of the day. It's both mental, emotional, physical. And then the second aspect for me is the camaraderie that I've developed with other tribes I met. Mags and um, Bernice from Eastern Cherokee. They knew some of my friends from Eastern Cherokee, so I was able to talk to them. So um, I love the camaraderie, and then I hope to see many more senior athletes and many more Native American senior athletes continue to compete and um, show their, I guess if you want to say, athleticism as well. Sure, yes, I, I probably would enthusiastically support that. Well, Deborah, you're describing, you know, four hours uh, playing shuffleboard every day down there at, at the big dance, that uh, National Senior Games in Florida. 
And it just sounds like, you know, you put a lot of time and a lot of effort into perfecting your craft. And now that uh, we've got about a year before the next one, when are you going to start bearing down and, and training again and, and preparing for the next games in Pittsburgh next summer? Actually, we're practicing today, my partner and I, my partner and I, Miss Gloria and I, uh, um, participating in my age group, uh, 65 to 69. We won gold at the National Senior Games this year in Fort Lauderdale, and I took an eighth place in the singles division. But we're practicing right now because we're getting ready for the state games um, that are going to happen next couple of weeks in Las Cruces, sponsored by the state of New Mexico. That's where we qualify to be able to participate in the next senior senior games in Pittsburgh. So we're we're working on it. <laughs> we're really going <laughs> to practice, and we're going to continue to practice because it does take some some finesse to sh- to take that little puck down down the mat. Yeah, and that's not much of an off season. I mean, you're you're right. That's like Major League Baseball. You're just a couple couple months off, and you're right back at it, for getting ready for next season. And congratulations to you and your partner on that gold medal. And I'm curious, where do you keep your gold medal? I have them hanging on the head post on my bed. <laughs> I've got uh, about four medals now: on bronze, singles, and then doubles. And um, so I'm I'm really I'm really proud of those medals. And I. I just started to just keep myself busy because I do participate in yoga three times a week. So I try to keep myself busy and active so I don't slow down too much. And we are going to have to wrap up our, our show here in just a short minute. But, Deborah, I want to give you the last word. And if you could, just for any listeners that are interested in learning more, just what's one good piece of advice that you can offer for somebody thinking about competing at the next National Senior Games? The next National Senior Games is just to become involved. Seek out those avenues that you would at the state level or the local level to participate. Um, We do a lot of sponsorships for fundraising, so that's another avenue of that. But just stay active and be, be proud of who you are as you get older in your ages. And just continue to be yourself and go forward. Okay. Well, I want to thank all of our guests today for sharing your stories and insights from the National Senior Games. And please join us next week. We'll do it all over again with another lineup of discussions about Indigenous issues. On Monday's show, in fact, we'll talk about the grueling yet rewarding sport of amateur wrestling and feature some top-level Native wrestling talent. Until then, I'm your host, Sean Spruce. Please have a safe and happy holiday weekend. Support by the American Indian College Fund. The American Indian College Fund provides millions of dollars of scholarships to thousands of Native students every year. Tribal citizens of every age and experience are eligible. Scholarship applications are now open for the upcoming school year at collegefund.org. That's collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. Education is the answer. Hey, 
Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.